Go ahead, brother. So I want to ask a question then. All right. A lot of us have, and I'm going to use terms that are very popular nowadays, but like childhood traumas and all that. And a lot of us go back and blame our parents, which I think is ironic because the fifth commandment, no matter what version you're on, is literally honor your father and mother. Now, for me, I sat there and I'm like, look, my mom and dad, I was very, very, very blessed to have the parents I have. I, I, I'm going to say that I was blessed that my mom has a heart of gold. She does amazing things all around, the, like helping people and volunteering and stuff where my dad has that old school men's mentality. But the thing is, a lot of people don't have a good relationship with their father and mother. How are you ever going to heal from your traumas? How are you ever going to be able to remember to love yourself if the people that brought you into this world, you have a negative mindset towards? And you can't sit there and let them bring you down the entire time. Without them, without that one night of anything, you would not be here. It doesn't matter who you are. Without them, you are here and you are a miracle by God. You have a higher statistic chance of being born than you do of actually being born anywhere else in the universe because of the fact that we have no proof of it anywhere. You are one of 8 billion people in a universe that's so big that we haven't even seen a quarter of it yet. And you want to sit here and think, my mom and dad were bad to me, my friends were bad to me, and da 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 Guess what? It takes stepping all of that back. Honor your father and mother by, even if you disagree with them on everything, showing them how amazing you are by being your you. So honor your father and mother by showing them who you are. If I can just add to that, and I totally agree. I know that not everyone has had the the, the best experiences with their mother and father. According to my faith, it is, as, I, as I believe, is, is that in all things, give thanks. But this is the will of God concerning you. And mm-hmm. when you talk about something concerning you, because there's there's certain things that we go through that's intended to birth the next level of who we are. And sometimes those who came before us, they may be our mother and they may be our father, and they may have not been able to love you or, or care for you the way that you may have felt like they should have. They operated from what they had and what they were. They may, they may have not been able to fulfill their purpose, but in, if they didn't, their purpose was birthing, part, participating in the birthing of you so that you could mm-hmm. fulfill yours. And if you understand that, and if you can get to the place where you elevate beyond your pains and your sufferings and understand that there was a purpose and what am I to get out of this? Now, you can't, it's, it's like things that happen to you aren't necessarily your fault. Mm-hmm. However, once you understand that the, the, the potentialities of things and how everything operates in connection, and it has a purpose in its own timing. And once you understand that and you can tap into that, you can accept responsibility for where you are and don't use it as a crutch to, mm-hmm. to lay back and remain dysfunctional or, uh, or, or, non-contributory, if, I, if that's a made-up word or whatever, to society, but you understand where I'm coming from, If you, you don't have to stand back and say, hey, I'm not going to be my best. I'm not going to do my best because they hurt me. Or as I've heard them say, they hurted me or he hurted mm-hmm. me or whatever the situation may be, yeah. ironically speaking. But the point of the matter is, is that it may have been their fault yeah, and they may not see it as having been their fault. And, but it, it, but even if it had or it had not, it's still your responsibility to Bingo. accept the role that you play and how you move forward from where you are at this moment. 
because you have a choice. Once you come to the age of understanding and you can make and you know right from wrong and you can make decisions, you say, hey, it, they didn't they didn't handle me right. However, I do not have to make everyone or my children pay the same price that I had to pay because I got a different path I can follow. I can do something different and I can become whom I was meant to become as opposed to just becoming another statistic that relies upon the setbacks of pains and struggles from the past that I can't change anyway from back then. Mm. Okay, I'm shut up. Mm. No, I love that. Well put, well put. Again, just synergistic flow here, synergistic flow. What I will say and add to that, gentlemen, is, and for those listening, honor your mother and father by respecting them. Now, I know there's a conundrum there. How do you respect that which you consider not worthy of respect? This is where we have to remove some limiting beliefs and get out of the mindset of worthy or unworthy. We honor and respect the fact that if they've been disrespectful or absent or harmful parents, that they can't harm you or could not harm you without first harm themselves, that they could not show hate to you without first hating themselves to the nth degree. So accept the fact that they've chosen that for their journey on this life. Honor that. And you honor it through acceptance because you can't change what you don't accept. Radical acceptance is to observe what is happening without judgment. You see, when you remove your evaluation of your parents from the scenario, you can begin to see that, oh, their story is connected to their parents' story and their parents' story is connected to their parents' story and their parents before them and their parents before them. Almost like it's a generational curse or something. Let me tell you, this is why you are getting the knowledge that you are getting right now. The mere fact that you can see further than they can is because you stand on their shoulders. If we see further, it's because we stand on the shoulders mm-hmm. of giants. Mm-hmm. They didn't know back then what they know now, just like you are ever knowing. Anything mm-hmm. not growing is dead and we'll be growing to the day that we die. And so understand that many of our parents and our, our parents before them, they still lived in that ego-rooted, fear-based reality of the matrix. And in that space, they did not break the cycle of trauma. And so it kept getting extended down generation to generation. But you know better because you've come to break it. That's mm-hmm. what you must accept. Mm-hmm. And you accept through letting go. You accept through forgiveness. Again, don't look at the colloquial understanding of forgiveness because this world says one thing, but doesn't even understand what the hell they're talking about. So when you look up the, the origin of forgiveness, you understand it is to relinquish your desire to see the person that has caused you harm punished. Yeah. Forgive them by relinquishing your desire to see them punished. Yes, it is still punishment if you carry in resentment because Buddha said resentment is like holding a hot piece of coal with the intent of throwing it at somebody else. The only person that gets burned is you, except the fact that it couldn't love you the way that you needed to be loved, except the fact that it couldn't respect you because they didn't have it in them first. A person can't give you what they don't have. So if I ask Mm. for a cup of sugar, you got to have it first in order to lend it to me. And Mm. if your parents didn't have it, even though they may have wanted to give it to you, that's why they couldn't give it to you. Mm-hmm. Honor their mm-hmm. suffering. Honor yeah. the fact that they've lived a life of living in regret and fear and mm-hmm. choose wiser. That's what wisdom is. Yes, you sir. have the knowledge now. Now move in that knowledge. Let go of the past. The past is history, the future mystery. And today is a gift, which is why it's called the present. What will you do with your present now? Mm-hmm. It's funny how you use a word and how, ch- how quick it changes for people. You hear the word, like, be present and you think of oh i'm here i'm here 
but it's not that it's a present. It's like you just said, Harry. And it's funny how, when you say a word a certain way, it changes how people see things. That's the whole point of these, this conversation is building that mindset that changes those. So I just, and Jeff, you got to admit, that's why I call him Rev. You heard it right there when he started talking, he like took a deep breath in and he's like, like, I, 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 I have to be honest, the first time I met him, I wanted him to record a bunch of like meditations for me, just for myself. Yeah, Brandon, he's gonna meditate. He's gonna be Brandon, it's time to meditate right now. <laughs> Jay Jones in his voice. <laughs> right. And then, then he's all calm and he's quiet. He's laughing, talking with us. And then, then he switches over. All right, let me let me break this down. <laughs> is, is that you, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, honestly, I think you man. two hit the nail on the head with that, though. And it, it wasn't a different of opinion, Jeff. I didn't think it was that at all. I think it's saying the same thing in just another form of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's you honor your father and mother to what yeah. Howard said. You literally they you're standing on their shoulders metaphorically. But the truth is their knowledge only got them so far. And I'm not being mean to my parents, but I knew in seventh grade I was smarter than my mom and dad and had nothing to do with me being like a smart ass little kid. It was, I remember my dad looking at a spelling word going, let's look this up. And I remember knowing what it meant and already how to spell it from school. And it's one of those where at that age, we're not realizing these kids are leveling up at a younger age. We want them to stick to these certain things. Remember, and they have to honor their parents because without their parents, there's no growth. There's no seeing the future. Without your parents, there is no, number six, you ready for this? Oh, let me just add this Oh, I'm sorry. Add it, my friend. Add it, and mother. Let me honor mine real quick and say this. My oh, and that's father. all our time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it was right there. I'm sorry. Look, go I'm going to go through this real quick. My, my, <laughs> my father is the most brilliant man I know. My mother is the most compassionate person I know. And I don't know if I'll ever reach those levels of compassion or even brilliance. But at some point, I decided that that wasn't the goal. The goal was for me to work and grow into being my most authentic self, mm-hmm. absent labels, absent whatever I wanted to look like. You see, at some point you move from having even the greatest of people who are worthy of being your role model. At some point you stop moving, you move from having a role model to deciding I'm going to be my own role model. And I don't yeah. quite know what that looks like yet. But I'm working on it every day. It's it's, Steve Harvey says it's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Sometimes you have to just know that you got to take that jump. Straight up. Come on now. Look. All right. You ready? So this one is one of my favorites. So number six, all of them. You ready for this? Buddha's principles. This is number one, just so everyone knows. It says, don't kill. Literally just two words. Don't kill. But yet in the Bible, it says, don't kill another human, don't kill another person, you shouldn't murder, blah, blah, blah. It has many different versions. But the thing that I thought was really funny is, why did the Buddhists start with don't kill? But then the second thing they say is, don't have any other gods before us. Why is that? Because you're not supposed to hurt any part of yourself. So that's why you see, don't kill anyone. I took the any the one part off and put part of yourself. Because the truth is, how many times do we let part of ourselves go for acceptance, camaraderie, teamwork, things like that? And we use justifications behind it. You have to know that your yes means yes, your no means no. And that's why a commandment like from religion and all this is put in place is to understand 
why these words are chosen the way they are. So when you go out and you do things, are you being negative to yourself? Are you being negative to others? Are you turning around and saying things like this place is a shithole? Because then you turn around and you're putting that negative stuff out there and you're putting out the killer words that break you down and could break others down. So you have to be able to know, don't put the stuff out there that's going to kill you, bring you down, or break down those around you. You're supposed to uplift love and give compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please, please, the real, the real McCoy. We the just pass it around. Yes, it's Mike Toss. You're talking about you know, don't kill anyone or don't kill any part of yourself. There, there's so many ways that we do that unaware. And it's, there's a reason why the word tells us to, to love our neighbor and love as ourselves. I love the God, Lord, Lord, your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Because just understanding from the, the, the as the Bible says, law of sowing and reaping, or as other people say, karma, or, or even out in the streets, they say, what goes around comes around. They're saying the same message. But the thing is, is that when you are, 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 are harming others, you are doing harm to yourself. So there is a direct correlation to how you show that love towards others as to what mm. you will experience it, experience because you are vibrating at a certain frequency. When you mm. are sharing love, you are setting yourself up to receive waves of love back. Is it cast your bread out uh, upon the waters and then many days it return back unto you? And, and so whatever you're putting out there, that's why it even says, look, look, just his mind said the Lord, because, because even though it didn't talk about it right there, that, that particular point in, uh, of, of even scripture, it was saying that, hey, there's a law of attraction. There's a law of reciprocity in place. And you don't have to get revenge because that thing that they did to you to harm you, it has to come back. It's law. It's principle. They have to pay for everything that they did to cause harm or suffering to another. And so you can show love to them and you can let go while they still have to re- reap the, 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 the repercussions of the things that they have put out there because they have to come back. The word's not going to return void. When you are choosing to love others, can't nothing come really come back to you but love. You might have an occasional riff where somebody tries to come at you the wrong way, but somehow it either misses you or it doesn't impact your spirit, which is where your emotions and everything is anyway. And, and so it doesn't tear you completely down. They can yell out, jerk out the window because you, you were passing them on the highway in a way that they wanted to go. But you can say, hey, it ain't personal. They don't know who I am. They're, they're just throwing that out there. I can just let that flow away from me. It does not have to change my day. It does not have to change the way I feel because I have the responsibility for how I see and how I interact and what experience I am going to carry with me as I go through life as a part of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do not kill any part of yourself. There was a memory that I saw many years ago. And they showed, I believe it was monks meditating on three different samples of water. And the first sample, they asked the monks to focus on only negative things like, I hate you, I wish you would die, so on and so forth. They took it and froze it overnight. The second sample, they said, clear out your mind and just be neutral. Took it, froze it overnight. The third sample or pot of water, they meditated and they said, only think high frequency things. I love you. I wish the best for you so on and so forth. You're going to do great. And they took it and froze it overnight. What they noticed with the first sample where 
the next day when they took it out, what they noticed with the first sample with the water molecules, it was exactly what they expected on the slides. Frozen water molecules, just frozen dots. They noticed with the second sample where they were thinking neutral, not hateful thoughts. The hateful thoughts, there were no organization to it, just frozen dots. Neutral, though, it began to form little patterns like flakes that we see towards in this, in, uh, during December and with the Christmas holiday commercials and whatnot. It started to form like little flakes. There was a pattern being distinguished. And with the most positive meditation, they, the water molecules begin to form even more elaborate and beautiful patterns of flakes. And so the researchers were, were thinking if, if, if monks can do this with meditating on water for a short period of time, and we are made above 70 plus percent water, what are we doing every day with our thoughts about ourselves? You see, some of y'all are walking around with headaches, and I'm not a prescriber, there's ain't no therapy advice, but some of y'all walking around with headaches because you don't communicate with, with yourself in a healthy manner. You're constantly judging yourself, and the body keeps the score, so you continue to judge yourself and put those poisonous thoughts into your energy, which then creates chaos, and then that pain comes in the form of a headache or a migraine, and pain is not there to judge you, but to say, I need you to pay attention. And wherever that pain is, that's where you need to be paying attention at. What is the head center? The head center represents the communication center. How mm-hmm. am I communicating with myself? You see, this is what the lit effect in life coaching. This is what I teach my clients, the lit effect. This is what the lit effect about. It's about understanding how to use these different spiritual tools and put them together at the right place and time so that you can understand your plan of approach for any situation in any given moment. So if you have a net headache, I'm going I'm to I'm ask you to look at your community after you talk to your doctor, because I ain't giving no, no medical advice. But after you get done with your doctor and they give you that medicine, come back to me and, and, and I'm going to ask you, what guilty thoughts have you been having? What oh. irrational guilt are you holding? Can I- can we elaborate? Can we have some fun? Please. Hey, we hit so fun, man. Then, then look at what number seven is. Oh, come on. So controlling yourself, what that means. So it says, don't look at your neighbor and honor what you're, and ha- what, basically don't want what your neighbor has. Right, Jeff? Pretty close. Covet, yep. 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 Don't covet your neighbor. Don't covet her wife. See, I, my, my neighbor is covet my cat because this thing loves the hell out of me. <laughs> you see this? She literally is around my feet or something the whole time. I'm trying to get rid of her. And she's like, no, dad, you're home. The thing is control your urges. And I mean that. Let's, let's go back to the urge of being a man. For the first thing you think of is men think, oh, you need you need to be strong. You need to be powerful. You need to represent. You got to have a beautiful par- partner with you. You got to be someone that da, 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 da. But then if what happens if another beautiful partner, someone that maybe isn't as good walks by, but she's prettier. You know what I mean? All of a sudden this temptation comes by. You're not controlling your urges and you're not grounded in who you are. Guess what happens? You get distracted. You get distracted away from the person you are. The first thing that always will come about is sexual temptation when you are going to be sin, when you're going to be tempted with sin. That could be from somebody sending you an inappropriate picture message. Oops, on accident. So you go on social media and then Instagram is marketing to you or TikTok. I'll tell you what. TikTok after 10 p.m., my TikTok turns into something crazy. Like all of a sudden, all these girls are dancing half naked and Booty stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> right? And I'm sitting there going, first off, where's your dads? They need to beat you and take away your phone. Second off, I like they, they we lose sight of who we are. And I use this as men because we're men and none of us can understand what it's like to be in a woman's shoes. But the truth is, if you're attracting a partner, whether whatever your partner may be, if you're attracting a partner, that you want to build with, that means there can't be any other partner ahead of them or anyone else that's going to distract you. That goes from relationship to the food you choose to eat, 
to the books you choose to read, to the stuff you're listening to in your car while you're driving. I talked to a guy yesterday and he's, I literally turned off Tupac and started listening to audiobooks. And I got a good laugh out of that because I thought, wow, how old are you? Tupac's been gone for a while. But he's, he's, the thing is, it, I, his point is, change the station. And that doesn't mean, oh, we're going to go from this to rap to heavy metal. It means you're going to stop listening to the things that maybe aren't glorifying to your body. Maybe aren't helping you elevate out of that vibration that's negative for you, but is helping that needs to be controlled and get balanced so you can shoot up and become the best version of yourself. So number seven, control your urges so you don't want to hurt any part of yourself and it brings honor to those father and mother. So I'm going backwards up it now, but you see how it flows and why they are important. There we go. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Real McCoy. <laughs> I, it, he he really really nailed it. I mean, those thoughts are going to always when you, when you're looking at your urges, it's it's going to be thoughts that's going to precede them that are going to create those urges. But the problem comes in is that most people aren't aware that thoughts are real things, and they they aren't aware that every thought that comes into their head isn't necessarily their own. And when you have been taking those time. I can go back a little bit further and gotten silent to uh, to understand who, the real source that speaks to you and that speaks to your heart. You begin to recognize the difference between thoughts that belong to you, urges that belong to you, thoughts that don't belong to you. Because the thing is, when we radiate those thoughts in the forms of frequencies and waves and they go out to the atmosphere, they go up into the air and it's just like any radio station. They connect with similar thoughts and they begin to multiply. The longer you stay on that station, they're going to get more and you're going to get more and more downloads until you change the station. So you have to recognize what belongs to you and what does not belong to you. So if something comes to you that does not belong to you, you have a decision to make. Am I going to continue to stand here and listen to this particular station or am I going to turn the dial to something that's going to serve me and serve my life and serve my contribution to, to, to humanity and mankind? And when you make that decision, you recognize what's yours and what's not yours, then you can shut off that which is not yours because you already know it's going down a path that's contrary to where you want to go. And you can actually redirect and say, okay, up now, I'm not supposed to have my attention over there because I'm not trying to send my energy over there. We know that where attention goes, energy flows. So we want to send our attention to the direction that we want to go. And so we redirect our thoughts. So our urges and our tendencies will follow. Brothers, y'all got it summed up, man. Y'all, y'all got it. Y'all got it. Without, I, and all, all I add is the, 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 I guess, my perspective, which is in alignment with y'all's, is control says control your urges and you put a list of examples behind it but let's just stop right there with control your urges the reason why we control is because passion must yield to what's prudent your passions must yield to what's prudent and how do you know what's prudent for you or what's wise for you or what's right for you or what's righteous for you it is in alignment with you and so when you are out of alignment and you are not in control or managing or balancing your urges or your passions, you fall victim to mixed beliefs and mixed energies. And understand that mixed energies and mixed beliefs, mixed beliefs create confusion. And mixed energies, when a cold and warm front come together, storms are bound to happen. So then you create an inner storm within you. It's it's about alignment. I'm just 
I'm, look, I, I want to get away from the, the 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 condemnation because Young says not to say that any one of y'all, not one of y'all, I felt the condemnation come from. But what I'm saying is, a Young for those out there who may be feeling some type of way, I want them to understand that Young says condemnation does not liberate; it only further oppresses. And so mm-hmm. I don't want to reject those parts of you that, or, or have you be a model for rejecting those parts of you that you push then into the dark because until the unconscious becomes conscious, it would wreck your life and you would call it fate. Your, some of these compulsions or impulses, they represent a need gone unmet because when mm-hmm. a need goes unmet for an extended period of time, you go into a state of deprivation. Deprivation is the pain of not having a need met for an extended period of time. And when you are in a state of deprivation for an extended period of time, you eventually lead to compulsion. Yes, I might choose a five-star restaurant if I'm hungry. But if I'm homeless and I ain't go eating for for a few days or even a few weeks, that garbage can start looking a lot better. Mm -hmm. So recognize that oftentimes we are trying to meet needs. And so when you give yourself compassion first, by not judging yourself, choose to radically accept what's going on because you can't change what you don't accept. So first accept what's going on and then look at yourself with clarity and understand what needs are not being met. Ask yourself, what need do I need to meet right now? Mm. Well said. Well said. Well done, Reverend. <laughs> <God. laughs>